time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, listeners, to the realm of Yum Chunks. Thanks for joining us today for a very animated episode of After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. Uh, this is episode 65, and we're going to be talking about the Tom and Jerry movie that came out on HBO Max. And uh, yeah, I am Ryan Davis, and with me today is Sean Davis. I'm here. I'm only partially animated, though. What about you, Matt? Are you <laughs> partially or fully animated? I mean, Joining to be honest, today. I've been st- I've been figuring, trying to figure that out for a long time. Um, also, what is this realm we're in? <laughs> the realm of yum chunks. <laughs> We've <laughs> always been here. Oh no! Yeah, we have our own realm. Yeah. You know it's it's it's. I don't think I like it here. <laughs> it's too bad you can't leave. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think any of us likes it. It's just this is what we're have to do. That's why no one listens to the podcast. By the way. Oh. We need to broadcast to outside of this realm. Yeah. Oh, right. We haven't They're invented that. that technology yet. <laughs> we better work on it because I feel like we're this is all a massive waste of time for us. Otherwise, um, well, before we get into it, speaking of waste of time, why did we decide to talk about this movie of movies again? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something to talk question. about. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I good. mean, well, okay. I, I will. T- I'll take. I'll take responsibility for this. <laughs> okay. I, I I suggested it, and my rationale was. Back in the good old days when Brian and I both worked at the same movie theater and we all watched movies like every other day, like literally for several years straight, yeah. we went to the movies like every yeah. other day mm-hmm. and we just saw everything. And uh, this totally would have been uh, the type of movie that we would have just like, eh, why not? Let's go check it out. And because we all have HBO Max, it's eh, why not? Let's check it out. Um, but uh, I don't know if that's kind of a flimsy excuse now that I've actually seen the movie. No, it's a stronger excuse than I was expecting, so. Okay, well then, Gold there start. you go. We do have stuff coming up, though, so we could yeah, very we're warming people have... up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is our warm-up. Um, yeah, this is just the teaser episode. I mean, Friday, we got WandaVision's ending, and we got mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, Dragon and, and the last Airbender. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Disney and the Dragon how to train your um your raya um is uh, is coming out and it has getting stellar reviews yeah. so that's exciting that's looking good um also a lot of the reviews say it's depressing so uh I'm looking <laughs> forward to good. that Uh-oh. yeah all right i'm looking forward to yeah there's that and you know what comes out in two weeks um the, the film that will not be named except for the, all the times that we've named it almost on every episode we've done <laughs> If boy, you, oh if, boy. if you want to call it a film, I don't know if that's <laughs> oh, accurate. Oh yeah, I don't know what is. It's huh. an entirely new form. He's invented an entirely new medium. It's a fan fiction that yeah. will be released very publicly. Uh, rage-fueled collection of light and sound that has been put together. <laughs> wow, I like that description. <laughs> that should be. I mean, if you ever get a, a certified as a review on Rotten Tomatoes, that that would be your snippet. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're talking about the Snyder Cut. Yes, which we didn't actually say. No, that's it. Started off as 
a hidden movie that was totally made and totally completed and they just kept it from us <laughs> mm-hmm. because they're big meanies. Yep. And then it was, uh, okay, people want it, so we better actually make this movie. Uh, let's get Snack Snyder on the phone. Hey, actually make the movie. And then it turned into two movies and then it turned into a four-part miniseries and now it's a six-part miniseries. Oh, I hadn't um, heard that last of them. I was yep, still expecting that, four. That, oh, that, no. just, that was just announced today. <laughs> Oh. Should we should we do an episode for every part? Are they gonna like? <laughs> God no. <laughs> Wait, I mean, we, well, we are they talk... all airing at the same time? Is that... Oh, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. Is that it yeah, might be right. fun to do <laughs> if they do them once per week, like they've been doing like Wandavision. That might be fun. <laughs> we are making no I mean, promises fun. here. <laughs> You're using that term in the loosest definition. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying we've been talking about it for a couple years straight. If now. they we release it weekly, that is so ridiculous. We're gonna, re- we're gonna release a movie you've already seen and cut it up and then drip feed it to you over a week, even though it's but a it film you a- could go watch. <laughs> It isn't a movie we've already seen. They, you know, we all know yes. they made a brand new. No, I know. I can't even call it a movie. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. They probably. I mean, I'm wondering. It's you know, altogether, it's going to be four hours long. Yeah, plus, four plus hours long. Well, that's, what I'm thinking—that's not my speculation. That's actually confirmed. It's over four hours long. I'm going to probably, unfortunately, watch the the non Snyder cut, whatever the the original cut. Because I want to have it somewhat fresh, not as a like a strong desire to see the film again, but just like mm-hmm. when we do watch the Snyder Cut to have something directly fresh in my mind to compare it to in terms of what they added or changed, so I know how to properly criticize the Snyder Cut. <laughs> well, I- I'm uh, I'm going to do the same thing, and um, I actually enjoyed the original cut. Uh, it's not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I liked it more than Batman versus yeah, Superman. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat a little bit. <laughs> like, is a strong I, word, but yeah, it was it was not a terrible way to spend an afternoon. <laughs> it was fine. It was passable entertainment, is what I will call it. So for me, um, I, I think like all, the Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and um, and and Justice League are all kind of a big blur in my mm, brain. Yeah, because I think I've only seen them all. Maybe one, uh, maybe Man of Steel. I've seen twice, but anyway, I've seen them so few times, and they're all just a big blur of CG slow motion that I can't really differentiate them. So I guess I guess I should watch Justice League, but it, I don't I don't want to watch that movie again. I guess I've it's seen, for, it's in the name of science, so I will. I've seen <laughs> Batman versus Superman more times than I ever wanted to. I mean, I saw it in the theater, and then um, we were at Chris's house, and we watched the super long version of it. Um, the, the I guess the Snyder cut oh. of that movie, and then uh, Maeve and I went to Boston a few years ago, and on the airplane back, that was the movie. Um, so not the long one, the original cut of Batman versus Superman. So um, yeah, I don't ever need to see any more of that. Um, I was uh, I was reminding Maeve that the Snyder cut was coming out soon, and we we're talking about it, and it sounds like she has the same exact blur that you do, Ryan, because she was like talking about like oh is that the martha movie is that the one where everybody screams right. martha and everybody and like <laughs> i could see why you would think that because it's again it's all a big blur um but that's why i gotta go back and watch justice league and who knows maybe i'll hate it this time that'd be great <laughs> well yeah and then you you'll be more unbiased or th- something or it, i'll be something i'll be something <laughs> but the point is this stupid Snyder Cut thing is culturally significant. As much as I hate saying that, I, I mean hate that's, that that's I hate it, but it's also an accurate depiction of our culture. 
<laughs> in yeah. some ways. So it, yeah, it is like it or not culturally significant and it must be on this podcast where we review movies (laughs) and especially nerd movies it not it must be given its due time so uh we'll hash that out (laughs) we'll we'll figure it out march is gonna be a busy month for it is it's on its way it's on its way yeah we got we got stuff we got marches marches booking up we got march madness march chunk March. I don't know. Speaking speaking of March, in ten days we'll have officially been on lockdown from COVID for a full year. Yeah, as of this right. recording. Uh, and what wow. better way to you know mark the anniversary with a uh, Justice League? <laughs> <laughs> Just what everybody wanted. Don't worry, everybody. It's all going to be okay. Brave new age of depression and horror. Garbage. <laughs> Movies are terrible. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, should we, we take a trip around the, uh, the old yeah. fire? Let's I, I do thought a little... Some, I thought of some more chunks, so actually I didn't. Oh, Maeve did, and she texted them to me just a few okay. minutes ago. Well, so. your your chunks sound like they're pretty fresh. Hot off the, mm. hot off the fire. Let's hear them. Wait, 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 we put the chunks into the fire. Oh, uh, well, you can take them back out. Like, maybe you roasted them. Yeah. Oh, like now... a marshmallow. Yeah. I think, just... I think none of us have ever understood how this fire works. We've all understood it. You know, uniquely to ourselves, and none of us are wrong. Okay. <laughs> the real chunk fire are the friends that we lost along the way. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's go through my uh, my ch- my chunks. I, it's just imagine I'm carrying just a pile of chunks. Like I've got my, I'm holding my shirt up, and you know you can see the bottom half of my belly, and the chunks are all just like you know in the little shirt compartment. That's where I keep my chunks, and then I just like <laughs> oh, unfold what? it. And they fall into the fire, and they, you know, of course, the fire oh, explodes. Right. Yeah, okay. Like in, uh, are you afraid of the dark? That's anyway. My my nightly routine recently is I've been watching through Scrubs, which I'll come back to. I've been watching through the Boondocks, which I've never seen before, and it's fantastic. I love it. Um, and then, um, uh, Maeve and I've been binge watching um, Wheel of the Worst on Red Letter Media. Mm. Um, we never really are either of you into the Best of the Worst at all. I've watched yeah. all, yeah, about a couple years ago, I basically binged all the ones I hadn't seen, and now I watch all the new ones as they come out. You know, every once in a while over the last few years, we've tried giving um, Best of the Worst a shot and just could never get into it. It's just like it feels too long and unfocused, and um, Maeve was like, well, um, oh, by the way, if you don't, if either of you aren't aware, Red Letter Media is blowing up right now, um, and... Uh, may have discovered this because their patreon numbers just like shot up like crazy in the last year so right now is kind of a weird red letter media renaissance is happening i don't know if you are aware or either of you are aware it's become it's just shooting like crazy in popularity um so uh there's all kinds of memes and there's so much web presence and stuff floating around um these these guys are like hitting superstardom almost um but at any rate she was determined that we could figure out a way to get into best of the worst. And, uh, she, she was checking out wheel of the worst and that is, that hits exactly the right flavor that we like. Um, cause all the, all the videos are weird and they're all short and we like the like randomness and the play along aspect of it. And we'll take bets on which one's going to land on or what they're going to vote on. Um, but boy, are there some gems in there, but on the other hand, I are like, after being in lockdown for nearly a year, and now like this is what we're watching every night, um, I just feel like like our brains are melting out of our ears 
um it's just yeah it, it's a good thing that hopefully this will all be over soonish um because i don't know it's this is hazardous to my health my mental health um <laughs> but it's i mean you can you can choose not to watch it can i though also no. when it's over are you gonna not watch it what not watch what you said hopefully it's all over soon. Like when 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 COVID's over, are you? Oh not no, gonna watch. There there are twenty one episodes of specifically Wheel of the Worst, and we're on like seventeen or eighteen right now. Oh, okay, so we're gonna run out of those soon, and at that point, we're gonna have to decide if we should try to go back and watch the other best of the worst that we haven't seen. See. Um, so does that story is still developing? Stay tuned. Um, but at any rate, speaking of Maeve, um, she made a quite an astute observation uh, the other night. That I had to immediately text you both, so I didn't forget. Um, but Scrubs is Lizzie McGuire for people in their twenties. Everybody who grew out of Lizzie McGuire from the Disney Channel went on to watch Scrubs. That is her theory, and I, having just watched Lizzie McGuire not that long ago on Disney Plus for the first time, again, not sure why we did that, but we did that. Um, yeah, I have to say she's right. The whole inner monologue um, of JD, all of his problems are completely his his own fault um and they're all really stupid and the entire time we're watching we're going how did this guy become a doctor um and uh the only thing that's missing is the little animated jd on his shoulders but in substitution you have the cutaway gags of what he's thinking and those are all basically cartoons anyway um so yeah that's that's our that's the observation um but ryan no i don't recommend that you go back and watch lizzie mcguire well, but I really want to understand um, the cultural significance of the statement you just made. Did you look? Are were those shows made by the same people? No, actually, we haven't looked into that. We should look into that. But look, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll I'll confer with Maeve, and we will pick out a few episodes that you can choose from. Oh, and okay. You, right. And you can you can test the waters, and if in nothing else, you can see what I'm talking about. Um. And if you if you come out of that episode hating all the characters, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, okay. You what you should do since you're going through Scrubs, you should do like episode matching. Like these two episodes, like (laughs) capture your thesis. You know what I mean? Mm, That's a good idea. That that the only problem is I don't know how much energy I'm willing to commit to this. Yeah, that actually sounds like harder than you might think because scrubs what we say had eight seasons nine seasons uh yes it's Um, one of the it's one of those i don't remember which one it is it's one of those lizzie mcguire has 65 episodes um somehow well how many episodes does scrub have scrub scrub when we watch just one scrub when we watch an episode of scrubs we say let's watch a scrub (laughs) let's see how many episodes of Scrubs are there? Oh, 181. No. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I can make it that long. Yeah, that's that's a lot of Scrub. Yeah. I mean, they're t- only 23 minutes, right? Yeah, they are. So it's not like an true. hour show. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, it's roughly three times as many Lizzie McGuire's, you know. Honestly, Ryan, just watch Lizzie McGuire. I want I want to hear your full report. Okay, I, you I know what? I can do it. I can, I can do that. I can watch the whole thing. Um, but in all seriousness, if we're recommending campy early two thousands um, Disney Channel live action shows, 
Even Stevens is the one to watch. That is actually a quality show. And we watched through that one too. We were watching through it at the same time. And that is actually really funny. Baby Shia LaBeouf. There's some good comedy. There's actually a lot of overlap in the writing and the production team between that and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, so if you like Always Sunny. Really? Yeah, really. It, it, it's got some really clever stuff in there. It's also got some annoying and basic and stuff that you would expect out of Disneyland or Disneyland, Disney Channel type stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if we're as long as we're on the topic. Um, even Stevens is actually worth checking out, in my opinion. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, that's all, gentlemen. Those are my chunks. I dusting off the front of my shirt and uh, folding it back down. There you go. The fire is roaring. It's rip roaring. Who's next? Uh, I I got some chunks. I'll put them. I'll I'm taking off my hat. They're I'm all. They're like in my ball cap, you know. And I mm. have them like bundled up in my ball cap. Um, and I just like kind of like, you know, like kind of like flick the 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 bill of my ball cap so they kind of bounce out into the thing. I was envisioning Am I painting a... a picture, listeners. Do you care about how we're throwing these? Completely imaginary things that don't even... I don't even know what they are. I cared. I was imagining a pork pie hat when you said they were in your hat. Mm, Pork pie. Mm. Um, uh, Let's see. I've been... I finished Mario 3D Land. um, 3D World, I mean, for Switch. Mm. It's a fun Mario adventure. And by finish, I mean, I did finish it, but in that game, they did this annoying thing where if you want to get true 100%, you got to beat every level as every character. Uh, uh. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get to, like, the bonus levels, you know, in the more recent Mario games, they always have, like, a bonus, like, gauntlet level at the end mm-hmm. of just, like, really hard platforming that kind yeah. of tests all your skills. So I did all that, and I got a little collectibles, and I did everything else. But I didn't beat every level as every character. Is that Soon. the uh, is that the Bowser's Fury business? Yeah, and something? Bowser's Fury. Yeah, it's the same one that came with Bowser's Fury. And Bowser's Fury also, I did hundred percent that. You don't have to. You know, I, I've been hearing like such good things about. Yeah, that. I mean, I, it's it's fun. It's it's like for Mario, it's it's a diver or a not a diversion, but it's a divergence um, from most Mario in that it's open world ish kind of. I mean, it is, but it's just a small world. It, it just feels almost like they're, and I've read this as well on gaming sites and stuff, but um, that it seems like they're almost like kind of testing the waters for a potential bigger, larger style Mario or game. Yeah, and, that's what I've heard and, too, which sounds exciting, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that I think is pretty cool. Some stuff I don't know if it quite worked, but that's, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, low stakes is like a side, small, fun thing. That, oh, this didn't quite work, but, you know, now we know, and the next one we make, it could be cooler. I mean, there's almost like an inventory system with how it works. Like, all Mario suits, you could kind of, like, keep, and then you could, like, equip different... Hmm. Like, it's not equipping, you just... You know how, like, in Mario World, you hit select, and the little thing comes down, right? And you, yeah. It's like, imagine that, but you have access to all... You ha- you could choose from all of Mario's power-ups, Oh, so you wow. could have, you know, the leaf, the cat suit, the firepower, the boomerang brother. like, And so you could kind of stockpile them. And then it's like, oh, I want to climb the wall here. Let me get the cat suit out. Oh, I want to, you know, have firepower. Oh, I, I, I like that. that. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind yeah. of uh, it's kind of expanding on what Mario has already been good at in, in a yeah. new way. That's cool. I, I've heard a lot of comparisons to uh, Mario Sunshine, 
which uh, I uh, yeah, I I, tr- I tried playing through when I got the uh, the the All Stars 3D pack. Yeah. Um, I played through Galaxy again, which is probably still my favorite Mario game. I love and, Galaxy. And yeah. I played through 64. Um, and I had never played Sunshine. Um, and uh, Ryan, I remember you ranting a lot about how much you hate it, yet still you played it a lot and liked it anyway. Kind of. Um, eh, I, I, I'm, so I've still never beaten it. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I love the the style of it. I love the just the the just yeah. the tone and the feeling of it. But I don't. It, the platforming feels broken. It, it feels. Yeah, that's I, my biggest problem. It feels way too hard. Like it just feels. Yeah. Like, well, the I, mean, ba- feels... I would say it's the biggest barrier to entry. Like it, it has the steepest uh, learning curve at first than all the 3D Mario's. Yeah. Once you kind of get going, because I felt the same. Like I have beat it. I got when I, you know, when it came out, I did play through it and got everything. And I played it maybe once or twice, kind of middling here and there. But then I've been playing through it recently, and I forgot. Like, oh yeah, it's so hard to get into it first. But then once I kind of got into it, it it goes down a little bit more smooth, and you kind of get used to things. But yeah, I agree. There's and there's just like odd decisions that are throughout that game that it's just like, why did they do this? It's kind of a weird thing, and it's some somewhat annoying. Some just like. Stuff like that, um, but yeah, yeah. The comparisons to Bowser's Fury makes sense a little bit. I mean, like when I eventually get a Switch, I'll I will be very likely to get like the All Stars, so I can go play yeah. and maybe well, actually beat Sunshine. So, <laughs> side note on that. Oh, by the way, there was apparently rumored news that just came out today that yeah, supposedly there's a 4K Switch in the works for sometime in 2021. But um, but if you do plan on getting a Switch, Ryan, but not till later. And you want to play Mario 3D All Stars? Um, this is yep. going to sound really stupid. You got to pick up a copy like in the next month or two or something because next, Nintendo in the next like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo is is stopping production of it and going to take it off the store and everything because they're awful. <laughs> Wait, what? I, Why? Yeah, okay. yeah. They they yeah. when they released it when they when they first announced it they announced like it's just a limited run. Like we're gonna yeah. we're gonna release it until. I think it's the end of March 2021, and it's currently yeah. March. And then after that, we're not going to sell it anymore. Yep. Um, which means used copies are going to be expensive, and you won't be able to get a digital copy. Um, so, yeah. I would but, let you borrow my copies, fine, but I bought it digitally. So I I, I, I also bought it digitally. <laughs> so, well, um, hamburgers. So what the it, heck? It, it, maybe yeah, it's whatever. fate. Maybe this is the universe telling me I'm not to play Mario Sunshine. And maybe <laughs> I'm okay with that. But here's maybe the I'll thing, just Ryan. go play Mario in a cat suit and it'll that'll just be my life. I think I mean overall I think you'll probably have more fun playing Mario 3D World than Mario Sunshine. But um, look, look Ryan. Mario Galaxy is better than you remember. Trust me. I as love mu- Galaxy. As, I beat as I much beat... as you as much as you think you love it. As much as you, as much as fondly as you think back of it, it's better than that. I promise you, it's worth buying if, if only to have a uh, an HD copy of Galaxy. I promise you. Well, yeah, <laughs> See and, and can... I never played. I never beat, or no, I never. I don't. Maybe I played it, but I never beat um, G- Galaxy Two either. Well, it doesn't yeah, have that... Galaxy Two. Well, what the, then? I'm not going to even. You know what, <laughs> Nintendo. A, there's there are many theories about why they didn't put Galaxy Two on that cartridge on that release, and I think uh, there was some some sort of speculating. Oh, they they planned to, um, but you know because of the pandemic, they didn't have the staff to like finish porting Mario Galaxy Two. So, and then they were hurting because of the pandemic. So, like, okay, we could just easily release these three games. 
And so some people are speculating that um, that uh, they're going to re-release the set later and it will have Galaxy 2. And so maybe they're going to screw over everybody who bought the initial release. Or yeah. maybe they're just going to release Galaxy 2 on its own. I, I don't know. Nobody knows, but there's a lot of speculation. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, anyway, John, sorry, kind of derailed this no, into the it, Mario realm. That I mean, was a good chunk, though. It was a good. I mean, 3D Mario is always um, ripe for much discussion. I mean, I like I said, even though I was talking about 3D World, I had been playing through Sunshine um, somewhat recently as well. So, so gonna, relevant and fresh in my mind. I'm, I'm going to make one more final pitch to Ryan. Look, buy a copy, buy a physical copy. Don't open it. And if you never end up getting a Switch... Sell it because you'll be able to oh. resell it for twice the amount of, of uh, that you paid for it because um, the, it'll be scarce. If you can get yep. a copy right now at retail price, do it. I'm I'm logging into Amazon at this yeah. very moment. Okay, that's a good call actually. Just in general, just get one, and then if you don't ever end up playing it, then eh. I yeah. mean, heck, get one anyway, and then buy a digital copy. Well, I guess you can't if you don't have a Switch. Well. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't know how it works, but whatever. You know, it's you. You're gonna. You might regret not getting one later. <clears throat> you wanna... always look back. And go. If only I bought a game for a system I didn't own at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it um, yeah. okay? All right. Uh, it's, it's gonna still... happen, guys. It's happening. Okay. Good. I'm proud of you. I'm glad we've convinced you. We're a good influence on you. Uh, Ooh, there's a payment plan for only $9. <laughs> Does it have interest on it, though? Oh, no. Yes. People have to do payment plans for Yeah, that, I think Mario that's, a, that's a sign you should maybe not be per- making this purchase. Uh, um, well, good luck. Good luck, world. And Ryan. Um... Uh, what else? Uh, more Switch games. I got Bravely Default 2, which came out last week, and I've been playing that. That has actually... I I beat Mario 3D World and then justified me buying a new game. Because, like, I beat that game. I did my... I ate my vegetables. No, <laughs> <laughs> the gods of video gaming yes. nod favorably. Um, and, Ryan, I know you just played through the original Bravely Default um, pretty recently. Um, yes, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's basically just um, JRPG nostalgic, you know, comfort food. Just just eating French fries and picking out on just you know the the basic stuff that you love is old school JRPGs with little chibi characters and Final Fantasy job systems and leveling up and grinding and monsters and yeah, it's all it's super fun, but nothing revolutionary, nothing at all in that game that the voice acting is fun story is pretty basic save the world and crystals and you know you know how it goes um but it's fun um what else and then um oh i watched a movie called i care a lot on netflix um if you guys watch the golden globes well i know ryan did um yeah rosalind rosamund pike won for best actress from it but um that's a film that i hate i i could barely stand finishing it because i hated it so much but you should watch it's a good film (laughs) i just hate it (laughs) oh i gotta throw one more one more last minute chunk because you reminded me i watched um ma rainey's black bottom another uh awards Uh, i want to see that yeah excellent excellent movie but super intense uh anyway back back to y'all 
Well, maybe I'll go check that out too. Well, did you like it? I did. I mean, I, I was. It was not what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be more of a musical and more about the music, and it's not. It's it's definitely a hard drama, and it is upsetting. But it's a very good movie. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I care a lot. Is if if you know anything about it, it's basically about just horrible people doing horrible things and just just doing a great job doing it. Um, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like those types of films, right? It's like, okay, yeah, you get like, like, I don't know, whatever, Wolf of Wall Street or Nightcrawler or, mm, right. it's just like, yeah, I get these are great films. Ugh, they're, uh, uh, I hate them so much. I cannot stand it. It I frustrates I, me to no end. What it is for me is that you know that there are going to be people who watch it and, and get the wrong message. Like, you know, yeah. pe- people who, um... People who idolize Tyler Durden and Fight Club, or or they have people with, like Scarface posters in the wall of you know college, like right, yeah, you're idolizing Tony Montana, like and and I that is part of it, but that's not entirely the the whole reason. But yeah, that is a big aspect is you know people getting the wrong message, but but part of it is just like I don't know, it's just it's 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 painful me to watch for for me to see you know awful people or injustice, I guess, right? Mm. Simple, yeah, it, simplified it, it, terms, it's injustice, right? It's just yeah. like. It, I don't know how to describe it. It's just as like yeah, no, no. I totally get it. it. It totally violates your sense of justice, and because yeah. it's a movie, and it, it's linear, there's nothing you or anyone can do about anything. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's gonna play out, and yeah, and 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 so it's one of those films where it's like I knew, like after the first five minutes of the film, I was gonna hate it. I was like, oh, it's one of these <laughs> well, films. I'm gonna hate this. So I, I I watched the trailer or whatever. Yeah. Netflix version of trailers, and I and I knew it was gonna be that kind of movie, and that's why I haven't watched it because I'm like. Yeah. I, I'll just go watch Tom and Jerry. That that yeah, offend I mean, my sense of justice. Well, I, I maybe say, will, but also like I would say also too one of the reasons why those types of films, aside from all the moral and blah blah blah, like is is less so much about um, you know people getting the wrong message, but on some level. You know, the film may be saying a message, uh, you know, like a uh, like a, a, a warning or a cautionary tale, right? You know, Wolf of Wall Street. The true meaning is right that the the ills of like unfettered capitalism and just greed and stuff, like right. That's what the actual message is. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that is clear for the viewers or not. But regardless, even if that is the message, even if your message is so noble in in that sense, that that's fine. But the fact. That you are making a movie about this person already undermines that. Because the fact that a movie is made about this person already gives credence and value to that lifestyle. What right. I, Again, I'm picking on Wolf of Wall Street because it's a, based on a true story. So it's a little easier comparison. But like... It's like, yeah, you might be condemning this type of behavior in terms of a message, but you're not really because you're making a movie about this person. <laughs> you were giving the li- you were making this person's life choices valid by turning it into a story for us to a, a story worthy of consumption by an audience of, of of witness and stuff. Even if the person's awful, you are validating that person by making it. And and it's the same with I care a lot. Like it's a fictional story. But you're validating this type of person, this person, by making a movie about it. In our culture, this is my rant. I'm going off on rant. You guys can't talk. This is my rant time. Uh, in a culture where everything is just like Instagram stories and just kind of be seen, like right that like when you're playing to that crowd, you can't you can't understate or overstate how much it means for just the fact that something is made about it 
in and of itself is the value. And I think that's also why it's sometimes so frustrating is like, yeah, I get that, you know, Nightcrawler is about him being an awful person or I don't know, whatever. Breaking Bad. Breaking, Breaking Bad. Exactly. Breaking Bad. But he's the main character of one of the greatest shows of all time. So on some level, there's this story made about this character that in and of itself is validating. And that's mm-hmm. why it's sometimes hard for me to reckon with and not be so frustrated all the time with these awful people. Anyways, um, but go watch that movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> well, hot damn. I guess so. No, I feel um, that. And that's the thing is that as I brought up Breaking Bad because I'm, I, I very much love Breaking Bad. We just watched through that and Better yeah. Call Saul again recently. And it's like, it's frustrating because people, Better Call Saul is not as well received. And that's because so many of the fans of Breaking Bad, like, idolize Walter White. And it's like, no, that's not the point. You missed the point of the best show ever made. You missed the point. And that's why you don't like Better Call Saul, which is actually probably the best show ever made, just by a hair. Because it's not, he's not a badass. He's not like a... You know, right, he's like, a sort of a pathetic character. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, but actually, he's a lovable kind of in a way. Yeah, but I actually do take it back. I I do think I think Better Call Saul is the better show. Um, but anyway, Sean, I I totally get what you mean. It's it's yeah, it's frustrating because it's like you love seeing good art being produced. Yeah, but at what cost? <laughs> exactly. What cost my mental state, if nothing else? <laughs> right. Well, so um, like, w- yeah. would it be more acceptable if, let's say, we wanted to tell the story of Wolf of Wall Street, whatever that guy's name was? Um, like, we want to tell that story because we wanted to make sure society or whatever doesn't forget about or needs to learn about the evils of greed and blah, blah, blah. Is it better yeah. suited as a documentary? Or, like, what is the solution well, to that? Well, so I've thought about that a lot. It's like, yeah, because it's like, right, any time, like, if you're telling a story, by the very nature of storytelling, that right, there has to be a, a, a protagonist of sorts, or there has to be some attention. But I was like, I yeah. would love for a film to just, like, go totally formalistic and, like, meta or something, and basically just, like, blur out the main character's face or something. You know what I mean? Like, some, like, bold artistic choice where it's mm. like, you never see the main character and you never hear their name. So the story plays still the exact, the film plays out the exact same way narratively and as a character and stuff, but you never can associate a person with this awful thing, right? Like you, you, you're not aggrandizing uh, a face or a name associated with this. This person is anonymous. And that's what's the most important thing to me is that like, to to turn to turn like to stop glorifying in the individuals who like i'm i'm a i'm a predator i'm not you know i i'm not a i'm not the prey i'm the predator and stuff you know even if that's not the real message it kind of is because you're naming that person you're giving that person fame but if you take away that fame and that celebrity i think that to me kind of helps balance that more i don't know it helps i don't know it undermine that that kind of intrinsic sense of validation yeah but you know <laughs> that that doesn't play to mass audiences no i know that's yeah that's exactly the, that's the thing. but the thing is that do 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 these films play to mass audiences at all even like does does like nightcrawler wolf like, of wall street did yeah breaking, wall street did, but does. again for the reasons it shouldn't have but right well i don't know i shouldn't judge maybe it did maybe everyone who saw it you know they like oh yeah we were awful you know the stock market's awful. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sean, but no. No. No one said that. That's, that's pretty optimistic for you to say. 
Um, uh, well, anyways, that's my junk fire stories. I feel it's a raging fire now. It is, yes. It's nice wow. and toasty. Since you know it's rain, it's raining out today, so it's, it's yeah. good. Gotta gather I, around. Yeah, I barely need to even add anything to this raging fire. I'll yes, just, you do. Um, I'll pull out my little, like a little magic pouch, you know, and mm. un- untie the little string that's wound up on it, and then just take out a little dust and then sprinkle mm. it up amongst the fire, and it 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 it, it blooms in magical radiation colors and uh-huh. submitted for your approval this is ryan's jump chunks uh okay yeah ryan's jump chunks uh, i'll start off with a video game i've been playing a couple weeks ago um on the epic game store which is my current main source of video game acquiring because it's all free um was rage 2 um and i played the first one I don't know, a while back. And it was just kind of like a, a generic open world FPS that was very popular at the time, like all the Far Cries. I think, mm. Matt, I think you played maybe a couple of those or something. but I played some of the Far Cries. I haven't played any other Rage games. Yeah, I mean, if you played Far Cry, you don't necessarily need to play Rage. I mean, right. yeah, it's fine. Um, but anyway, Rage 2, which only came out like a year ago, was free. So I picked it up. I've been playing it. It's, it's super fun. Um it's nothing original, but it's it's the combat super satisfying. You just just running around doing little objectives, shooting up bad guys. It's you know it's fun. Is it's it still fine. free? No, I think it was last week ah, that it was free. So I, I think keep, you, I keep forgetting. It. I keep forgetting every week yeah, to get my free games. It's in I, my catalog. I haven't played it, but I'm stockpiling my games for yeah, the end I mean, of the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, like my library is almost as big as my Steam library, but I've played. <laughs> significantly mm. less um i don't like i have this game installed called gnog i'm i don't know i've i haven't installed <laughs> it i've never actually launched it one time <laughs> um well that with that and between that and the play, playstation plus free games like oh yeah i have hundreds of games that i've got for free that i have not played some that i should have like there were like you know high staples so i feel like should have played yeah. I just I just googled Gnog and apparently that's the uh, stock market abbreviation for Golden Nugget Online Gaming Inc. And uh, oh, their stocks are plummeting. Uh oh. <laughs> the online gaming uh, don't invest in online gaming right now. Uh-oh. I don't know if that's the thing that's installed on my computer though. I mean online gambling, online gambling. Oh. Don't invest in online gambling. Anyway, sorry. Continue. What other chunks do you have? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> um. Uh, I am continuing my trek of Star Trek. I have closed the chapter on Next Generation and opened the book. Oh, I guess, wait, is it the same book? I guess it's the next chapter. The I don't book know. of Boba Fett. Y- yep. <laughs> uh, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare say that. <laughs> it's all I mean, whatever. It's fine. TNG, uh, Rise of Skywalker. It's all the same. <laughs> You it's shut your mouth. It's all the same. Just aliens and stuff and rubber masks and <laughs> lasers and pew pew and it's all it's all the same. Whatever. Who cares? We're all well, gonna die someday. Uh okay. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. Um that's how we should review everything we do on this <laughs> podcast. Whatever. Tom and Jerry was the greatest film ever made. It doesn't matter. We're all gonna die someday. <laughs> That's my review. I spoiled it, guys. <laughs> well, anyway, so DS9, D Space Nine, I've started on that. But 
real quick, a note on the Next Generation movies, since I just recently rewatched them. I Well, first, first Contact is great. I think we can all agree on that. That's just such a good movie. I think yeah. even outside the Star Trek scope of things, it's a good movie. I, I agree with that. Uh, Insurrection, actually a lot better than I remembered. I remembered like just being, oh, this is just not good or... I, was, I just remember it being really boring, but I remember it being like the one that actually felt like the most like an episode yeah, of TNG. It, I was gonna, it, it felt like a long episode, which yeah. I guess on its own is not, I don't know. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. I, guess, I don't know. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing because it made me feel like I was watching Star Trek um, in ways that maybe even First Contact didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's fine. Um, uh, but Nemesis is not. Not so great. So, well, anyway. <laughs> I think I've only ever seen Nemesis once, and it was when it came out. And I remember, like, I don't have neg- strong negative memories. I know it's dis- de- 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 despised in the Star yeah. Trek community. It's, is that, is well, that the one where the bad guy is Dr. Evil? Yeah, Tom Hardy? He's Tom Hardy. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of the same one. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. and his viceroy is Ron Perlman, which I had forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a treat, because I like Ron Perlman. He is a treat. But, yeah um but yeah it, it starts off with a good premise like you're like oh okay this is cool they can do some interesting things and then the second half of the movie is just them shooting at each other that's that's all it is you like, what happened like, wh- anyway doesn't, doesn't picard get on a dune buggy or something <laughs> yes the beginning he's driving around a dune buggy which feels odd you're like okay <laughs> This I'm, is all I'm right. Happy for him. I'm, um, I'm happy yeah, for he him. has a big smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, good. He looks yeah. so just so joyful. I like, you know what, Captain Picard, you you yeah. have your fun. <laughs> He's earned it. Also, what, oh, one thing I just remembered about Captain Picard in Insurrection, he it's like this thing where it makes you younger or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's like Captain Picard, you look so much younger, and it's like uh, he looks the exact same. <laughs> he, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's bald still. I don't like. What do you mean? I mean, so, not to say that if you're bald, you look old. I just like he literally looks the exact same. I don't. I don't know. So now that they have really good de aging uh, CGI technology, do you think they should remake Insurrection? <laughs> yeah. So I, I want special the, edition. The Jonathan Frakes, the the Frakes cut of that movie where oh, they yeah. de-age him. Yeah, release the Frakes cut. <laughs> Get Demand that hashtag trending. Fans. <laughs> uh, uh, but on to D Space Nine. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, well, it's it's. I mean, there's not much. I uh, really the takeaway here is that I after watching each episode of D Space Nine, I'm watching an episode or listening to an episode of reopening the wormhole podcast which is i guess they're friends of the cast i guess sean you've you've guest started yes uh i've been on a couple episodes which you won't get to for <laughs> years probably well um, th- yeah they, this uh, so okay so let's real well, quick explain background. what you're doing yeah explain so, what, yeah so, so quick background on this so re- reopening the wormhole is a podcast where they will randomly select an episode of d space nine and and watch it and review it and they're drinking the whole time but that's not really important but uh so they're in other words they they're reviewing episodes in completely random order however i'm going through the show in chronological order and then having to search for the matching episode of their <laughs> podcast hmm. and let me tell you it's the closest to living through the experience of tenet that i think a human <laughs> being can ever experience because they're talking about things that have happened in the past but is my future 
and vice versa. <laughs> it I, like I I'm only halfway joking. It's actually really exciting because they'll talk about things that you know. Because yeah. sometimes they'll do they'll. They'll like talk about the future of the show chronologically, yes. but they had seen it already. So and and to them it had already happened, but to you it had. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally and also the fact that they have like running jokes, like inside jokes. Well, they'll they'll have developed an inside joke in a past episode, <laughs> which is my future. <laughs> yeah. so, so, they, so you're gonna eventually get like the origin of then, these running exactly jokes. and i'm so looking forward to these things and like and sometimes they'll do these a string of like three episodes where in one night they watch three episodes and they'll be drinking the whole time getting progressively more drunk and so i'll have watched like the middle of those three and i'm super excited to see where it starts and where it ends because but i won't get into that until who knows how long because it, and also it's taken them five years i think to complete yeah, this whole like... saga, so for them, it's this major undertaking, right? This is a like a huge journey for them as human beings. Um, so I'm getting to kind of experience some of their life, I guess, and in, in not in a very small way, but in a still interesting way. How, how are um, they? Um, how are they picking the episodes? Like it's, they... They, it's <laughs> through the use of a Daba wheel, which is a Star Trek roulette device, basically. Oh. Yeah, they're just doing it randomly. Just they're okay. choosing every at the end of every, each previous episode, they choose randomly what their next episode is going to be. Okay, that's that's interesting. It's, it, yeah, so it is. could end with some just like know nothing episode. Well, the, the oh, only yeah. thing that they said was they ended the, the their last episode was the last episode of the show. That was the one episode oh, they yeah. they set. Yeah. So that and so it lines up with the end. But even the first the pilot is not the first episode of the show they did. No. I don't even remember exactly, but somewhere in the it middle, it was near the end yeah. actually. Of yeah. I mean, yeah, near that. Oh, and that's also, the, be wild for you. I know, right? I am. This it's it's been. I've only been. I've been doing it for about a week, I guess, and it's been super, super fun. Like, um, except so it's going to take me a long time because you know each episode is an hour of DS9, hmm. and then their podcasts are like three hours each. So, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's going to take forever to finish this thing. But and also, I'm kind of. It's kind of. I don't know, Sean, what episodes you guessed it on. So it's going to be a fun little surprise when I get. to Yeah, those episodes, I mean, I I, I could tell you, but it's like the, I, the first one. I'm not on. T- I've only on like two, I think, and it's not until like season four, I think. So that's what okay. I'm saying. You have a ways before you get to my episode. Um, uh, well, season four of the DS9 or season four yeah, of their of DS. It's a season four episode. Oh, okay, okay. Then yeah, it will be a while. Um, but little tie-in: the most recent episode of. D, of D Space Nine that I watched had Mike in it from Breaking Bad. Mike, wait, oh. what? Yeah, like that's Mike Herman. Yeah, from, Mike the what's the, what? The, uh, Jonathan Banks. Uh, that that sounds right. Good, I think that is right. Oh, he's okay. yeah. was he an alien? I'm sure he, they would know off the top of their head who he was exactly. But he he was um, yeah. I mean, he was an alien, but he wasn't real. He was like a just a super duper humanoid looking alien. alien. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you could immediately probably, tell. It's probably some head ridges or something. Maybe, Maybe yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. But well, uh, that's one thing about these old Star Trek shows is that there'll be guest stars that you're like, oh my gosh, hey, it's you, it's yeah. whatever, like I don't know, whatever. But um, yeah, so that's been uh, fun and will continue to be fun. Uh, and then Sean tying into your chunk fire, I just got bravely default or wait, bravely second, mm-hmm. um, which was the. Like, I guess it was the sequel to Bravely Default. I don't know. But Bravely Default 2 is, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, and so I'm starting to play that. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I, that's the, I hadn't played. I never played that one, so you have to let me know if that's worth visiting. Um, I mean, I think all three games are probably just pretty similar. Ninety nine percent the same. So whatever. Cool. Yeah. What well, is it? Um, well, before we move on, I just want shout out to Sam, Kevin, and Jack from Reopening the Worm. Those are the hosts of the Reopening the Wormhole. Yeah. And friends is yeah friends of mine and uh, yeah Ryan. They had let me know that you had sent them a little email, so I'm actually really. Excited to hear that on one of their upcoming episodes. Yeah, I've been. I've actually. I whenever they post a new episode, I'll listen to it just to see if they mention or they call yeah. out my email. And I'm going to continue like emailing them. Maybe I don't know every yeah they, dozen episodes. You absolutely should. They will love that. So yeah, it's. Uh, hopefully, they listen to this episode. They can hear how much I love their stuff. Yeah. I'm going to edit it out, so they won't. All right. <laughs> it was quite the plug, so you're welcome. Yeah. Jeez. Um, okay. Well, hey, that was a good chunk fire. Um, <laughs> it ended up being half the episode. There we it's oh, going to be more than half the episode. It's, let's be <laughs> oh, honest. Hamburgers. Um, well, that's but, fine. I don't think we have that much to say about Tom and Jerry. Maybe we do. I don't know. Let's find out. I have some things to say. Uh, Tom and Jerry. So, yeah, um, Tom and Jerry... HBO Max, it's free on HBO. Well, it's on HBO Max. Anyone has it, you can go watch it now. Um, summary: What happens in the Tom and Ver- Jerry Adventure Hour? Um, well, wait, wait, wait! Spoilers. Oh, spo- I, yeah. <laughs> for Tom and Jerry. <laughs> spoilers for Tom and Jerry. Um, yeah. So stop listening if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, but uh, Tom and Jerry, the classic Hanna Barbera cat and mouse cartoon, they're for the new millennium, do we say millennium now when no. we talk about current things? We're past that, right? We could. We just got to say the new, the the current age, twenty twenty one. Tom and Jerry are in New York, and they're both like you know, one they're homeless, so they're like looking for a place to live. <laughs> um, and they see there's this really nice hotel that would be great, and it looks really comfortable. Jerry sneaks in and like is sets up shop in this hotel and this hotel is going to host one of the biggest profile weddings in the world by Colin Jost and his wife are getting married. Um, not, not, his, not Scarlett Johansson though. Not Scarlett Johansson. You mean his fiance. Yeah, his fiance. <laughs> He's getting married to his future wife, his fiance. That's what it's called. Um, and they, uh, they want the wedding to go perfectly smooth, but there's this crazy cat and mouse, or there's this crazy mouse in the hotel, so they got to get rid of it. And Chloe Moretz, Chloe Grace Moretz, Chloe, Chloe is this kind of like a, you know, hustler millennial who doesn't, you know, doesn't have a firm job and just trying to make money and make it in the world. And she's, you know, cons her way into working for the hotel. And now she has to get rid of the mouse or she's going to, or Michael Pena is not going to be happy, um, which is her boss. And so she hires Tom to get rid of Jerry and a whole bunch of hijinks ensue. And there's a big fight with cats and mice and dogs and everything. And then, um, that ruins the wedding, but it's all right because they love each other, not how big the wedding's going to be. And then Tom and Jerry, Chloe tells Tom and Jerry that, come on, you guys should just be friends. I'm like, okay. The end. I summarized, I skipped a whole bunch of stuff. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> that was more than I was expecting. It, it, well, I fell asleep in the middle of the movie, so to me, that was 
100% exactly what happened. I was almost going to, I almost took a left turn and went down a much more specific granular explanation of what happened. The last second, I, in that you meme where the car is going off on the freeway exit, you know, <laughs> that meme? Yes. I did that and just ended the summary. So there you go, everyone. For the best. Um, yeah, right, Tom well, and Jerry. Is it yeah. just called Tom and Jerry? Is there like some sub name or it's something? It's just called Tom and Jerry. I think it's just Tom and Jerry. Which they're you know, it's not the first Tom and Jerry movie. Or is it or maybe it's Tom and Jerry colon the movie. No, there was already a Tom and Jerry colon the movie. Oh, oh wait, okay. this is this is the adaptation based off of the video game of Tom and Jerry. But is it <laughs> no, <I> Okay. <laughs> uh all right. Well, it, what did, we, what did we all think about this here Tom and Jerry animated slash real life movie? Um, well, I guess I'll go first. Um, I, for the most part, was getting decent amount of entertainment uh, from the from you know watching the movie when uh, Tom and Jerry weren't on screen. Oh, that's okay. interesting take. All hmm. right, hmm. Uh, it was hmm. it was fine. I've never been a big Tom and Jerry fan. Uh, I didn't really grow up watching it, um, and it was, I think they had some good gags, but it was, um, what I've been, I've been brought to my attention is, is, this is something called Trojan main character syndrome, where it's, like, it's the Tom and Jerry movie, but the plot is really not so much about them, it's entirely something else, and the main character is entirely someone else, and... The fact that are that Tom and Jerry are there are not really like they could be any force of chaos that's happening, and the movie would play out more or less the same way. Um, that is gotcha. that is what I'm told mm. is called Trojan main character syndrome, and uh, Maeve told me that that's what it's called. And I was thinking well, during the movie, I'm like, I'm I'm trying to like follow the story, but then Tom and Jerry keep showing up uh, to cause problems uh, for the main characters who are not Tom and Jerry. So, uh, yeah, I think that sums it up for me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, the, I never heard that term before, but yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Um, I was also more entertained than I was expecting to be, especially for the first half. I think the second half, it lost me and kind of turned into what I was more expecting the film to be. Yes. Um, Whereas the first half was actually, I'm not going to say surprising, but it was just like a little bit like piqued my interest more than I ever expected this movie to um, to do. And I won't say that Tom and Jerry were, to me, the there were parts of the Tom and Jerry stuff that I actually still was kind of into, even if it was kind of like the most base, physical, gaggy, cartoony stuff. But that, yeah, it's a... It's kind of was like, well, yeah, it's Tom and Jerry. I want to see Tom hit a bump on a dog's head and it go down. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that stuff is silly. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm okay with this. What I don't, nece- what I don't necessarily need is a, a singing pigeons to like. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that opening bit, but anyways, that's so that's you know that's how I felt, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely, I definitely enjoyed it more than I expected to. Um, Although to Matt's point, more so I think because of the human characters, but at the same time I was like, wait, why, why, why are Tom and Jerry in this movie? Like, why they? <laughs> yeah. I think you, I think you can remove them, and it's the same movie. Like, I'm not really certain they did anything, but that's okay. It was still pretty funny. Like, 
I mean, if it weren't for the human character, like I like Colin, Je- I liked all the humans, especially mm. especially Michael Pena. I thought he was actually pretty funny. Oh um, yeah, he's good in everything. He's, he's always yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No. So he he kind of, I mean, him and amongst the others, kind of I guess saved the movie. Except the movie was about them, so I don't <laughs> know how they can. That doesn't really make right, sense. Right. It's confusing. Like, it makes you feel yeah, like confused. It, yeah, and I always, you know, one thing I always think about movies where you take essentially an animated uh, established like franchise and try to make a big screen movie out of it. And it, they always insist on meshing it with human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Smurfs or even Sonic um, or this movie, all starring blue animated characters. I don't know if that's significant in any way, but <laughs> it is a pattern. And, you know, so like if it was like, oh, if I was going to make a Sonic movie, I, I, yeah, I guess he's going to come to the human world. That's... Like you know what I mean? Yeah, right. I, yeah. What is? Why is that? The insistence on yeah. on doing, yeah, on making them come to the human world. I'm not. Well, so that's always something that's kind of like in the back of my head. Like, why are they? I mean, even Looney Tunes. I mean, you know, Space yeah, Jam Space is Space Jam. obviously a thing, but other Looney Tunes movie back in action, and I don't know, was there other ones? Like, why Space do they Jam have? Too. Why can't I just and Space Jam? Why can't they just be the Looney Tunes in the Looney world? Why I don't? Yeah, I don't see I, I, Brendan Fraser. I, I want to see. I Brendan mean, Fraser. I always I want to always see, Brendan see Brendan. No, I, I'm. But that's Ryan, why his porch is on my wall, so I don't need him in my movies. Ryan, I'm glad you hit upon the that that point though, because it's one of my notes that I wrote in preparation for this episode. Um, this exact time last year, Sonic the Hedgehog was coming out, and the exact same time the year before, we had Detective Pikachu, and I feel like this movie is uh, very focus grouped because I. I mean, it's, you know, cynical take, but I know teaching high schoolers that for some reason that I don't quite understand, Gen Z loves Tom and Jerry. And I only just recently discovered that. Um, But yeah, of all of the cartoons that are, you know, old school cartoons that have endured, that's one of the ones they've latched onto. Um, Which, you know, I'm kind of glad because I always sort of like in the back of my head, like, oh, all the things I grew up with are going to like die, like Hanna-Barbera, like those aren't going to track well with young kids but i'm glad to say that they do because i don't know i think uh, i hope at least that there's always a place for silly animated wackiness right right yeah and and i think um <clears throat> i think uh for this movie there was somebody probably did that research and figured that out and said okay well the last couple of years we've had these movies that you know they take place they take place in like a sit a big city and there's recognizable actors in it and it's basically here are humans facing human problems but oh no a cartoon character showed up you know <laughs> like yeah. and i think right. you know if if we're talking about these three movies and I, i'm only comparing them because they've all come out around the you know late winter early springtime for the last three years in a row they're all re- very recognizable characters and you know they, they've been done better in some than others you know i think of the three this is the weakest one so far but also maybe just because mm-hmm. i'm not a tom and jerry fan but it does feel like in this movie in particular, Tom and Jerry take a back seat. You know, it, it, like it's it's just not done as well. I mean, like in Sonic, Sonic is a main character. In Detective Pikachu, the detect the mystery that they are trying to solve is like, you know, where did this Pika- yeah. talking Pikachu come from? You know, it's they are inherently part of the storyline. But in this one, like you and I both said you could swap out whatever chaos there, you know, like the, the point is the wedding. That's like the thing that drives right. the story forward and whatever chaos that they are trying to deal with, the human characters could be swapped out for any number of things. Right. Which, 
right exactly and, and uh, you know choosing what the wedding is like oh there's plenty of things that can go chaotically wrong in a wedding but surprisingly that makes up only about five minutes of the movie right like the idea of like you said like kind of a um you know a, a down on our luck millennial who like cons her way into this like fancy job and nice mm-hmm. like that's an interesting concept for a movie like let's add tom and jerry to it right like <laughs> yeah exactly so it, it 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 doesn't quite gel it doesn't quite yeah. come together for me in this one well it's interesting you bring up those especially detective pikachu because um i really like detective pikachu and i was actually watching it the other day and i was remembering like just watching it like how fun that movie is like it was watching the scene where they're in the battle arena mm-hmm. and um justice is telling Pikachu, like, use Quick Attack, or, th- and it's like, oh my god, it's so nerdy, and just, it's so fun, <laughs> like, it's, he's literally, they're fighting bo- Pokemon battling, like, the, the, the movie is about Pokemon, mm-hmm. like, it, they're not a side, that's right, yeah. um, but, it, they also have a system, like, the world is, uh, the, the, like, they created this world for the Pokemon movie. As silly as it sounds, they created this whole world. Yeah, no, for they the did. It, I think it, it, it works, right? Where, oh yeah. I mean, this movie is just, it's the world and all that. Well, one thing. I yes, guess, maybe well, that's, what I, gonna say, that's what I was going to get into is yes. that all the animals are animated. So they have some weird yeah. world. Like, it's like they did like a little bit of their own world building. <laughs> like, but it's like in such a weirdest way, but they stick yeah. to it the whole way through. No, like, even I actually, when they're that was in the one thing I actually appreciated. And there's like the dead fish. They're like all animated fish yeah. hanging there and stuff. Yeah, I, I have that on my list too, as in like, okay, so they have rules and this definitely falls under the, um, questions we probably shouldn't be asking category <laughs> um but it's been a while since we've done that so mm-hmm. i'm ready um but yeah so you know all animals no matter what are animated yeah animals can talk unless you're <laughs> unless you're tom and jerry and but if right. if you're tom and jerry you're mute unless you're jerry and you're singing no tom tom, unless you're tom. tom, tom. can yeah. sing and vocalize with human language but they, i don't but think that... they but animals can't talk to humans except for in the scene when she's on the radio and she's like it's really annoying you guys can't talk to me but but the animals aren't supposed to talk to the humans like right because like the dog right the dog specifically doesn't talk when he's around his owners like the humans don't know animals can talk okay yeah all right so that is that is a hard and fast rule that's good um so except when she asked them to talk you know what i'm saying like it's weirdly like are they aware is this a joke or did they just forget like i don't know there's lots of moments of like that throughout this film well there was a there was a moment um there was a moment that made me laugh really hard really early on in the movie which was uh when uh tom and jerry are they're performing in central park and uh and they're like wow it's a blind cat who can play the piano and then like he's a phony he's just a regular cat who can play the piano (laughs) yeah that that got me too i was like was fantastic yeah but it also speaks to what we're talking about as in like okay so they can't humans can't recognize them speaking they don't understand them they can't communicate but like but they, they can still, actually like... <laughs> play the piano and break yeah. dance. Like that is real and humans can acknowledge that. So so the animals in this world, aside from being animated, are actually enhanced versions of the animals that yeah. we know in our world. <laughs> right, that's correct. That is that yeah. Maybe okay. some well, animals have evolved yeah. to talk and maybe like Oh wait, no, because yeah. some cats do talk. Dang it. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like that's like there's like but they don't 
they only talk to each other. Right. But then there's the line early on too, where Chloe's like, "Oh, it's a big cat and mouse thing," and I've always learned to never get. I you know I, I know not to get involved with. Like it's like there's this thing that just happens in this world. Like oh, it's this crazy animals. Just you just gotta. That's just the world. Just gotta accept that there's these crazy animals that can play piano and get into crazy fights and. Oh yeah, I think so because when Michael Pena he re- references the uh, animal tornado. Yes, it, as another... if it was like almost common. Like it was like, like oh, yeah, yeah, another one of those animal tornadoes, <laughs> right? Which I actually love because that's always yeah. something you see in those old yeah, animal rare anime cartoons, and that they're actually making that a specific like plot thing in this movie. Yeah. Like, oh it yeah, was like, animal tornado. It was like animal tornado with capital letters. Like it was, yes. Yes. yeah, like it's a known thing. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that also was hilarious. Yeah, yes, Michael Payne, treasure, but yeah, it's yeah, what. A... <laughs> <laughs> Again, totally questions we're not supposed to be asking, but like, <laughs> it, I can't, I can't not notice these things, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, your brain. Well, I think that's what I mean, to figure this out. Yeah, those are the things that like, like when as I was like, oh, this is. Again, not surprising, but like, oh, this is more interesting than I uh, this I ever gave thought this film would be. Um, and like I said, that's all stuff early in the film where I think it was at its best. By the second half of the film, it just turned into like a very, I felt like by the numbers, like, oh, we just got to get them back together and, yeah, you know, love it's, is what matters. It's going to fall apart, but then they're going to have friends. to get it yeah. back together and get work as a team and then love happens. But, yeah, but some of the, like, there was some like, just like, like, like that, the line you referenced early on, but there was a lot of lines like that or a lot of dialogue like that where it was, it was not quite like hilarious, but it was more like, well, one, it was self-aware, which sometimes could be grating, but there was like parts in this, like, like the fishbowl scene. Yeah. When she's like, oh, what's she, the minister of, of uh, aquatic oh, events or something? Yes, that's, and that Michael Penny is like, what? Yeah. No, she thought this fish was in, like, it was clearly she was joking, and the boss knew that she was joking, but Michael Pena didn't know he was joking. Like, I don't know. There was, like, there's weird dynamics in the, some of these scenes where it's like, what? I don't. <laughs> but that <laughs> was, like, really that weird. was a hilarious scene. Like, no, yeah. she doesn't, she doesn't work here. Like, she's just a fish. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, Michael Pena, we know that. <laughs> but, but but then later maybe. on they employ an animal to yeah. in, in the service of the hotel so it's not out of the question to yeah, employ animals. yeah right like it's like it's begging these questions <laughs> that is like wait was it a t- <laughs> yeah was he did was he on the payroll they gave him a name tag <laughs> that's true yeah he must have been he, so he got paid also maybe speaking of animals doing things that they're not supposed to be able to do like playing piano and breakdancing yes. maybe michael pena having worked in the hotel industry for you know building his career over the years has seen goldfish acting in executive roles <laughs> in hotel management before yeah maybe, maybe. yeah i can see also the tom playing the piano on the i just realized it's a pay like he had a, he was a piano you yeah. know he had yeah. an electric keyboard and it broke and Oh, now he has a piano. But again, at the hotel, no one's paying attention. Like, no one thinks it's weird. There's this cat playing a piano. Right. Uh, But, like, on on that, the note of that scene, was anybody, like, a a little upset when he started singing? I I was. I I can't quite articulate the feeling. (laughs) Yeah, but that happens in the old cartoons. Yeah, well, exactly. I was going to say that he's... That's that's a bit they pull from the cartoons. Ah, So it's not necessarily, like... um, 
They're not breaking the Tom and Jerry lore. Got it. Uh, yeah. They're being consistent within <laughs> yes. the uh, universe of yeah. Tom and Jerry. Excuse my Tom but and it, Jerry ignorance of the lore. Yeah, how dare you? Actually, I was gonna. That was gonna be a question you already kind of answered. But what was what was your guys' relationship to the original cartoons? I mean, there's oh, yeah. been many different iterations, I guess. But um, I don't. Know, I mean, like I yeah, I grew up watching, or I don't know, grew up watching them. But I watched a ton of them as a kid. So there's a certain affinity. Uh, for sure. I don't know if it's like my favorite anything, but I I definitely really enjoy them. Yeah. It's uh it was something that as a kid, if it was on and there was nothing else to watch, I would watch it. Or if like it was on before something that I did want to watch, like you know, it, it was filler, mostly just filler for me. Like okay, this is mildly yeah. amusing, but I was never super invested in it in any way. Yeah, I mean, same. I I mean, I watched it for a bit, but. Um, and I always, you know, generally enjoyed and stuff. I think to me, there, there, there was, there were the own, always the most basic form of like that classic animated, um, duo. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, yeah. it, 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 like everything, not spring from them because, you know, some of the stuff predated them. But I just mean like, it was the most purest basic form of that conflict like whether it's daffy and bugs or tweety bird and Mm -hmm. sylvester or roadrunner coyote or like there's like so many iterations of this but but tom and jerry are the most basic form of it well you know they've been around since 1940 so maybe they do predate they they probably do predate some of the films that you are thinking of yeah i was very surprised to learn that today yeah i didn't know they were that i i was not watching the 40s ones as a kid i don't know which ones i was watching as a kid but um well i don't think i was maybe i was I mean, it would have been black and white, right? I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like the '60s is where I was. Thinking. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I was watching or '60s or '70s or something. But um, also it just reminds me of like Itchy and Scratchy a ton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole time I like yeah. I was trying to like like all the different things that were happening that didn't make any sense. Like, what what are you expecting us to believe that this is some <laughs> sort of magical xylophone that? Uh... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, the one moment in the movie where I actually felt like that is the Rube Goldberg device. And like, oh, a, yeah. the chattering teeth just fall off, and then a candle ignites. I was like, okay, oh. come on. what? Like <laughs> That Rube Goldberg device made me so mad. Because <laughs> I, I love Rube Goldberg devices. I love games about them. You ever play yeah. um, The Incredible Machine, or the, the modern day version Crazy Machines? Or even like stuff like Portal. I love things like contraptions oh, yeah, sure. and devices that you know cause a chain reaction. And none of the links in that chain reaction made any sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I it's true. But too. like at some like I think right off the bat, it's the first little combat they have. Like nothing made sense in terms of physics, and I was like, okay, I can turn that part of my brain off now. But dang it, the Rube Goldberg yeah. machine. Like I know. Well, it like, kind of went on back. It's then. like they. It's like they wanted the aesthetics. They wanted all the goofy objects you would expect in a Rube Goldberg machine, but they were too lazy to actually figure out how it would work. So they went, eh, whatever, just whatever. It works fine. <laughs> Look, I'm really upset about that, and I'm nah, I'm not I happy that you. you brought that up and reminded I'm, me of I, that. I'm sorry because I, I think I, I deleted I, that scene from my memory as soon as it happened. And now I'm mad. I have nothing but apologies. Okay, I'm so you, very very sorry. You should. I accept your apology, but you know you're on thin ice. All right. Well, let's let's talk about something that will cheer you right back up. Okay. The, the horrible animation. I yeah I had so the, the actually it wasn't throughout the whole film, yeah. but there was very specific scenes yeah. that I was like really noticeable, and it reminded me of like a like a 
like video game it reminded me of someone like, like gravely default or ps2 or something like that like yeah something uncanny about it and yeah. then i thought dragon prince it reminded me of like the first season of dragon oh, prince oh yeah there, there you go because it's three it was like cel-shaded but 3d or like yeah yeah flat, yeah like flat like 2d 3d meshing and mm-hmm. it didn't work it, well so I, I i looked it up i guess this movie was supposed to be released in like like over 10 years ago but it went through like development oh. hell so i'm my i didn't actually find this out on the internet but my justification was that a lot of those scenes were already animated hmm. like hmm. years and years ago oh um huh. that'd be interesting that'd be i mean possibly i, I was know. thinking about the production of it because because so much of it is just i mean it's kind of somewhat true of all like you know talking animal movies um even not 2d animation but where it's just people staring at nothing right <laughs> or or a still shot of nothing and then they just put something yeah. you know animated which stuff. was there was a lot of it in this movie yeah uh but some of it was maybe a little like the in, i would say like the integration i don't know if that's the right word to yeah. use it, it felt pretty good like pillows being mm. torn up or things yeah. falling off walls i was like oh that actually yeah feels pretty real like, yeah the scene it, that they're in the hotel room and it's, yeah. it's kind of it's not a one shot but there's a long shot it's of panning. it pans as they're kind of causing chaos and destruction yeah. it's like the tv pops out and this fixture pops out and yeah, it's, yeah that stuff is actually happening you can tell it's real right and then they're just animating them doing it over the top of it like yeah that stuff is cool. yeah that was like, yeah that, that was kind yeah. of a kernel of, of why i was interested in watching it because it made me i saw the trailer and made me think of uh who framed roger rabbit um, mm-hmm. because it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's just like, they have to f- plan out how they're going to make all these physical objects yeah. act in- correctly in the real world and then animate over it. It, I, I just, it's so much work to put into, to put into a movie and it, it's such a unique type of thing that I, I don't know. It's really impressive to me. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of, of that good stuff in there. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I, in general, th- thought the animation was fine. I mean, I, I was I was I, I think what Sean was saying about how it's integrated into the real world is really the problem. Um but I, I like how um like it doesn't look good up against like live action people. Um but I like I kinda like that cell shaded three D animation. Like it, it's getting better, I think, over time. Yeah. Where it, well well, for example of the worst stuff is I think it was the other cats. There, those were the scenes I like when the I don't know the mm. the bully cats were <laughs> talking to Tom. There's a couple close-ups of that other cat. Go back and go back and watch those. Like it looks something like really, really, really dated. Mm. Not just in comparison to yeah. the live-action stuff around him, right. but just in the way that character moves. Um, and there are other things, but that was the most obvious to yeah, me. Yeah, and the cell shading sort of masks it, I think, a little mm-hmm. bit. But it, yeah, it just it looks really dated. That's I think. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. And again, when I found out it was supposed to have come out like ten years ago, I was like, oh, okay, this this yeah, this would look yeah. probably pretty cutting edge ten years ago. Yeah, I also feel like some. Of, I think some of the music taste uh, choices were a bit dated too. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, actually, that was probably my biggest problem with the movie. Well, I don't one of the big is just the music in general felt like yeah. really odd choices like it yeah. it would always take me out of the movie like what what like even the the scene you're saying that about tom playing the piano like even though that is a callback i guess in the world it, it still took me out of the movie i was like what is going on this is awkward and and embarrassing yeah there was a lot of the. I mean, that's what the opening number did not win any favors. I'm surprised that the jokes early on won me back so quickly. 
well, won me back, but um, because that opening pigeon singing, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a long hour and 40 minutes. Uh, It didn't end up being that feeling that long, but it was not a good way to open the movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was not. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there were more little like Easter eggs, but did you guys catch the secret squirrel reference? No, I saw it, but I didn't get. I don't know what the reference is. It it was just another Hanna Barbera cartoon from the 60s. No, I Um, I watched Secret Squirrel. I like Secret Squirrel a lot, and I did not. What was the reference? Uh, Jerry, uh, remember when Jerry finds that little mouse hole, or he builds a little apartment? Mm. Yeah, and he's like, he's luxuriating, mm. and he's in the hot tub or something. Right. But he he's reading a magazine or a comic book. Yeah. It's Secret Squirrel. Oh, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, that I was like, oh, because I I remember that one. I, I mean, I had kind of it's like one of those things where you kind of forget about it, and then when you're reminded, you're like, oh wait, I love that. Mm. Um, so that was cool. But I I'm sure there was probably because well, there know, was Dro- uh, Droopy. Uh, what's his name? Droopy. Droopy right? do- that's true. There, I got Droopy. the Droopy dog in the um, mm. pound or whatever. Um, um, there probably was others, but yeah, I don't yeah. know if I because they're just you know they have such a library to pull from. It would just yeah, I would expect to be there. Let's see if but, I can uh, find a easter eggs uh tom and jerry's bizarre joaquin phoenix joker easter egg explained from screen rant uh, uh i don't know about i, I don't know I if don't i trust anything no no thanks yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna oh uh, yeah i don't like screen rant, at any rate um so for pitch pitch meetings that's the only yes good yeah thing. those are okay those are yeah well uh um yeah. go ahead <laughs> I was going to say, what did you guys feel like? I, I agree. Michael Pena, I liked a lot and a lot of the other, um, but, and I didn't dislike Chloe, but I thought she was such an odd choice for this role. I don't know what you guys thought. Like, I did not have it, like strong opinions one way or the other. It's just, she was playing like a very, very, like, I want to say slapstick, but a very like, um, low brow comedic, like, character like yeah in a lot it's like of ways. overacting and yeah kinda, and sometimes yeah. i thought she was good in some ways but she was also like it's just like she's a very young pretty like young woman and not that those you know young pretty young women can't play you know comedic based characters but just like maybe it's just i've never seen in a role her in a role like that before but just like her timing and the way she said things there was a there was a uniqueness to it but it was also just like the whole time i'm like man how did they choose her I would have never cast her in this role. It was just like so off, you know, not off. It was so, I don't know. It, it felt a bit Disney Channel to me at times. Yeah. It was just maybe a little that's, too maybe silly little where Disney like all, all the other comedians are doing something under a different tone and hers doesn't yeah. quite yeah. line up. Yeah. Groove with theirs. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I have to wonder it like, I haven't seen her in anything in a while, and that might just be me. I, I'm I'm trying to think of the last stuff she was in, but like hmm. I think she was more famous when she was like a kid. And, yeah. And, well, I mean, obviously, Kickass is what I think right. most people yeah. think of her from. Right. But I'm trying to think of what I she has been in stuff. Yeah. Recently, but maybe nothing super huge, high profile. Um, yeah, I'm looking. She was in Greta in 2018, which I didn't see. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So it, it seems like most of the stuff that she was more known for were when she was younger, and I'm wondering if there was a decision to, you know, make it. I, I don't know. People associate her with like being younger, so the comedy kind of skews yeah. 
that way and then also they have to balance there's always that trick of of movies like this where they got to balance the humor for the the parents and the kids so you know i don't know maybe they just didn't blend it as well on this one so yeah that's probably what it is i don't know just yeah i don't know i just thought it was a just a interesting choice for that character but but not bad i'm not it wasn't a criticism it's fine yeah perfectly um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really have, I didn't really think twice about her. There was some, I mean, just other than the overacting, where it's like, yeah, they probably just told her, like, ham it up, go be ridiculous, yeah. like, do whatever you want. Yeah, that was. I suppose yeah. so. Well, uh, um, who anyone else have points about Tom and Jerry? Ryan, what were you going to say? I, <laughs> well, I I don't have a lot else, uh, but I think so. I was trying to, like, the slapstick wasn't landing for me. And not, I've never been, like, a huge fan of slapstick, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I am or not. I think there's certain, like, Looney Tunes that I remember, like, really thinking are hilarious. And even when I think about them now, I think they're hilarious. I don't know if Tom Jerry ever made me, like, laugh. More like it was more just entertaining mm. or some other words yeah. I could attach to it. Not necessarily funny. So I'm not sure if kids are entertained by it in a humorous way or 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 what but i definitely did not enjoy the 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 tom and jerry slapstick as much as i remembered Hmm. enjoying it so maybe i need to go back and and see it like oh wait no these weren't that great i don't know (laughs) right maybe maybe you grew out of it maybe but I, i think or at least until i can prove it i think the reason is because i felt the movie or during these slapstick scenes were too like just too frenetic there's like way too wild and it was mm-hmm. almost hard to track like just track the action yeah. like what was hap- what is happening here like even like remember okay think about the time where tom accidentally whacks spike on the head and a bump grows out of his head right that's a classic mm-hmm. classic hanna-barbera looney tunes bit yeah right and then he pushes it back down and then another bump grows up right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. classic they this i would say that's that makes me smile that makes me kind of chuckle or i don't know why but it's there you go but they do that in the movie but it have like remember what in the cartoon originals it's the the whole like scene slows down right like uh-oh mm-hmm. something went from bad to worse and tom's realizing this and he's trying to like okay calm down everything's fine and try to rectify the situation and so but in the movie that whole sequence takes place way too quickly so it's like comedic timing Mm -hmm. is all thrown off i don't know i'm i'm kind of dissecting this a little bit too much but i I think they just missed the comedic timing i think that's i Mm. think maybe why i didn't think it was as funny but i don't know and i i kind of um on that note, weird comparison, but you, you remember Speed Racer? Remember the live-action Speed Racer? Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a scene, well, there's a lot of scenes in that movie bother me, but overall, I really like that movie, even though people people say they hate it, even though they mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there's the scene somewhere in the middle of the movie where the, the, the bad guy is, like, giving his big dramatic, like, villain speech, and it keeps cutting back yeah. to the kid and the monkey, like, running around the halls, making like a mess and causing problems for security and then it will cut back to the super serious like like super serious monologue and and the, the tonal dissonance was just so much of like whiplash and you know it's like okay the Wachowskis really wanted to do this like really serious scene but like 
that's going to bore the kids. And this is based on a cartoon. And, you know, parents who grew up with the original Speed Racer cartoon are going to take their kids to share, you know, their favorite cartoon when they were younger. And, well, the kids are going to find that scene boring. So they had to, and I feel like there was a lot of that where it's like, okay, this is starting to drag. We better have some crazy frenetic action that Tom and Jerry are up to so that, you know, the kids who are bored, like, wake up and go, hey, keep watching the movie. You know, it, it felt similar to me. Not quite the same, like, tonal dissonance because everything in this movie was wacky, but it's, it's like, yeah, the, the humor just is a bit of a whiplash, I think. And it's exhausting at times, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think it actually sometimes has the opposite effect, too, right? Because Because it's so fast, it's harder to follow, at least... I found myself like sometimes, yeah, um, tuning out during those parts, yeah. right? And you kind of become more bored because it's like so hard to follow and so frenetic. Exactly. Did you guys watch the Lindsay Ellis uh, video on Transformers? Which one? She's a year, done like, while, a, a long she's time done, like ago, ten yeah. of them, but that's true. She has. It, well, she basically talks <laughs> like she's like, why can't I ever remember oh, a Transformers movie? That, that's yeah. the best one. Like, how come you yeah, can't remember it, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's exactly Sean what you just said is that it, yeah. the action is too frenetic, so your brain can't track the action so yeah. it actually is becomes uninteresting yep exactly really fa- and yeah. totally tracks because i'm like wait yeah i don't remember any of the transformers movies like <laughs> uh and maybe why well, i fell asleep yeah. during tom and jerry i don't know yeah because your brain just can't handle it and says no nope, i'm out yeah, bail. I'm done. I don't have the energy for this. <laughs> I like that's how my brain reacts to things. If it can't handle the situation, just just fall asleep. That's just knock him out. You're done. You don't need to do. You don't need to be doing this. It's fine. What are you doing? Reexamine your life choices. Why are you watching Tom and Jerry right now? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. There you have yeah. it, folks. There, there you go. Go out there and watch Tom and Jerry. <laughs> uh, probably don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If you have HBO Max, especially if you got some kids or something, I would say it's you know you could do much worse. Uh, you could do much. You could do much worse. You'll yeah. probably be a little bit more entertaining than you would expect, but that you know, but keep expectations low. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been better adaptate adaptations. Uh, re re re. Masters, what is, what is this called? What is this type of film called? A regurgitation. <laughs> there have been better regurgitations, but there have been worse. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just uh, going to end this on the same note that I ended the last episode on. Just go watch the Sonic movie. It's fine. Just go watch the Sonic yeah. movie instead. It's okay. Well, uh, before we, I do want to check. I'm going to check our email. I'm going to check our email. Oh, we haven't done that in a while. It's probably just. It's I mean, just I'm gonna. It's probably nothing. It's but probably just Twitter notifications. Yep, Twitter, 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 YouTube. New comments on one of our <laughs> Legends of Korra videos. Ooh. Um, uh, yeah, that, there's nothing else. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so no email. That's the but, this is the segment of the show where we check our email. On air, live on air. It would be any. way more exciting, listeners, if you were to write to us. Yeah, there would be like a payoff to that buildup. But no pressure. We're, um, we appreciate that anybody listens. So y- you do yeah. what you want. It's fine. <laughs> Yumchunks at gmail dot com. Um, stay tuned for like as we mentioned, March is going to be busy. We will probably have a Wanda Vision episode up 
right quick hereabouts in the next week, I would imagine, yes. um, from the time of this being posted. And then Riot Ray and the Last Dragon is also this week. And then you know what happens. You know that. what happens. You know <laughs> what happens. I mean, should we should we review the the Whedon cut? I was actually. Thinking I don't about think we that. ever did. We ever did. About... We ever do an episode on that? I hmm. it was out before. I think we um we started. Oh yeah, I think we just barely real boys. I think we just barely missed it. I mean. That's worth discussing, if not. I mean, like, not discussing, but, It'd like... be our first, like, retro review. Let's talk about whether we should talk about that as on an episode. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. I, mean, I feel... Yes. <laughs> We're turning more and more people off as we go. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I'm sure there's lots of other stuff down the pipe post-March, so... Yep. Space Jam 2 comes out this year. I don't remember when, but it's It's coming. <laughs> Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts yeah, out Yeah, Falcon, soon-ish. I mean, Mar- there's plenty of Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah, we actually have a lot of Marvel stuff again. So L- Loki's after that. Black Widow's sometime, I think, in may Maybe. I don't know if that movie's ever yeah, going to come was... out. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Well, there, there cool. you go. Stuff on the horizon that isn't Tom and Jerry. <laughs> um, any other last thoughts before we get hit in the head with the giant anvil? Ding. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Sean, edit in an anvil sound there. Okay. Okay. Wong. It's just going to be me going. Ding. <laughs> uh, goodbye, everybody. Have a Bye. Have a time. This has been After the Credits, a Young Chunks podcast. Young Chunks! Ding!